joining us on the Dorcadia podcast. This is Megan Spur. John Spengler. Charles Spur. Oh, I did start it right last week. That's nice. I was concerned. It was like, welcome to the Dorcadia podcast, and I've just never paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well done, sir. So why don't you want to watch Alita Battle Angel? Yeah, I'm going back to the <laughs> pre-recording conversation. Yeah. Are, are you skeptical of Alita? So let's have fun. Yeah. If you can have fun now. I... Oh, so for the audience, Charles and I have seen Battle Angel, uh, Angel Alita. Uh, Angel, or, yeah, Alita. Alita, Battle <laughs> Angel. Not, We've had a ton I of have beer. also seen Battle Angel Alita, which is a, the anime. Right. <laughs> based on the manga. Yeah. yeah. And then the and movie, of course, is a... Hannah spoke about this in a previous episode at length, so yeah. yes. And it's a CG spectacular. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not sold? I wasn't sold. Uh... I saw a real-world person with creepy anime eyes. Uh, I was not so sure about that. I have seen too many animes turned into real-life movies that yeah. were done well, real poorly. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, a, that's a good worry. Not, none of that, to me, screams, like, must-go-see. So. I think I actually liked Bleach better than I liked uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, well, if you're talking about... Re- no, I don't like any of these. The, the, the like... Animated live action right. translations. Right. I think Bleach was actually better done. No. I, I love the effects in Full Metal. I just don't like the way they told that story. Sure. Yeah, like okay. trying to condense that down the way they did it didn't really make a whole lot of sense or hit all of the impactful moments. No. Um, and I thought that Bleach just did a better job of like conveying Bleach. Well, I feel like Bleach has. <laughs> Bleach, Bleach has is... a lot less to convey, yes. which is helpful. <laughs> When 89% of your story is running and jumping, I feel like that is... Jump and shoot, man? That's all it is? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Uh, it's uh, jump and hit with a sword, man. Yeah, yeah. And woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their Rukia was pretty good. I'm just saying, like, if you want to do a Dragon Ball live action, How is there don't a... ever do that again. Yes. Oh, wait, again? Yeah, yeah there, there is. Happened. There is. <laughs> and it was uh, bad. There, there was actually just a recently a uh, Ask Reddit of what is the worst movie you've ever seen and not spe- specifically not yeah. like a so bad it's good kind of movie. And Dragon Ball was mentioned n- numerous times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I cannot believe people signed off on this. It's ridiculous. Uh, what is your worst movie? Just curious. And not in a, not in a so bad it's good. I have mine. Oh, like, I'm you, happy can, to start it off. Yeah, yeah, start off. Uh, G.I. Joe the movie. Why was it so bad it wasn't good? No, no, you're talking about G.I. Joe the movie that was created. Yes, right. not the live action. With the weigh-ins the and live, everything, yes. The live action. As opposed G. to G.I. Joe the movie, the movie, which is a thing that existed, which introduced the guy that was above Cobra Commander. Right, The right. Cobra Khan? Cobra Khan, I think. <laughs> Cobra Kai? I don't remember that. Cobra Khan? No, Cobra Kai was... Uh, Karate Kid. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> oh, Which damn is it. not a bad movie. That I love no. Karate Kid, but so GI Joe was not entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they also got fundamentally wrong how research and development works, <laughs> and I think how like how what somebody would if I God, it's been so long since right. I watched this, but I'm trying to remember that one I don't group know, some of sort of like acid weapon thing. Somebody made. Part of the weapon, and then right. another person made a different part of the weapon so that nobody had all of the things together. But then the person at the top had stole part of the plans so that nobody would think it was them because obviously they would think it was somebody else. Okay. Uh, so I, I know it's terrible. The whole thing was 
kind of a callback to the original, like, three-episode series that kicked off G.I. Joe, where they had... Like, like these monuments, like, dissolving, yeah. right? Well, yeah, like, and they yeah. had these, like, different elements they had to gather from different parts of the world to assemble to make the super weapon. Yeah. And that's kind of what they were trying to call back to. It's just it was really done badly. <laughs> they did it really bad because that's not how research and development works. <laughs> like, right. There are multiple people that have to know enough of a thing in order to develop another part of the thing. Right. There's so many people that could have been blamed. You can't just be like, if I take this, nobody will know it was well, me. Right. It's, it's the uh, not examined conspiracy theorist angle towards what R&D is. Like, ooh, uh, masterminds can make sure that these two things go together perfectly. Nope. Because they... While never testing them because everything was developed individually, yeah. Right, right. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yep. Also, this is all the beer you guys left me? Seriously? <laughs> uh, for the listener. That's, that's it's barely not a, lot of beer. a four-ounce taste. Or <laughs> if, if... <laughs> Jesus. Also, uh, there's a lot of beer in me. I don't know what my uh, fucking worst Your movie... worst movie... Yes, like, because I've done a good job of not consuming, like, a large swath of media just because I'm bored. Like, I usually yeah. look into something and then consume it. And I can see G.I. Joe, but how does that come out as worse than Transformers 2? Ooh. Ooh, fair. Fair. Transformers 2, where uh, Optimus Prime is chasing down a Decepticon... And in then, hiding, by the way. Decepticon, who just wanted, like, the war's over, and he just wants to, like, stay the fuck away from everybody. Yeah. And live as a, like, refugee kind of thing. Okay. And Optimus Prime chases him down a hill, and then says, give me your face, and then he rips his face off. Oh, that's Optimus Prime. That's the <laughs> Optimus Prime I remember from my childhood. Yeah, clearly. Wow. Orson that, Welles absolutely did a yes. great job on that voice. Yeah, yeah uh, that... That whole thing was uh, such a mess. Uh, racial stereotypes. A plot device that you get to the end and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the plot. They, they the MacGuffin. Took the, the, the MacGuffin, which is supposed to be the Matrix of Leadership. Yeah. Except they destroy it. And then the thing that they needed to protect it from getting into Decepticon hands, because if it did, it would trigger this thing, still happens anyway after it's right. been destroyed. I mean, none of it makes any fucking sense. It's terrible, it's badly acted, it's horribly scripted, it's just a bad movie. I mean, I'm not going to revisit this, but technically, the worst moments in movies I've seen have involved, like, a dagger and a Death Star. (laughs) And I'm not going to rehash that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. What was the ninja movie? Ninja Vengeance. Vengeance. Yeah. Well, that was was actually fucking great. (laughs) So that's the problem, actually. Like, with most bad movies... Like, for example, I just saw Crawl recently. Crawl is the... Uh, oh, yeah, Crawl. Yeah, yeah, natural disaster movie with gators. No, Crawl, not Crawl. Not Crawl, no. Crawl is a barbarian-style movie that centers around having this weird, like, throwing star... Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh! Well, to having an action grip on the uh, yeah, yeah. action Can gear. I crawl out of this conversation? No, so, so <laughs> Crawl. So Crawl was like, a... Yes, yeah, okay. Crawl was a natural disaster movie set in Florida where a hurricane is coming in and a bunch of gators are displaced uh. and a family is trapped under their house in their crawl space. 
And it is a evil gator movie. And you know what? I fucking love that movie. That was stupid. I watched it with other people. I got to like yell about it. Uh, my wife from Florida was there to give running commentary as to whether or not that's how gators work. Pro tip, <laughs> stay away from gators. Uh, like even a bad movie like that. Like I, I can usually find a silver lining. It's only when a movie is like ridiculously insulting that I, or do, just flat out doesn't make sense. Mm, Batman versus Superman. Uh, I actually avoided that one because I heard enough about it that it was like, uh, Martha, Martha, wow, I'm not going to watch that movie. Yep. That seems really dumb. Yep. Good call. <laughs> Who knew we were going to really love Henry Cavill as fucking Geralt? <laughs> yeah. He's such a terrible Superman, but yep. holy shit, is he a good Geralt? Just wish they got better wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with his acting ability. No, not at all. Uh, to be fair, Geralt's kind of a one-note character. Let's yeah, also be true. like, you know, when your character's most, God. like, acting is, hmm. Hmm. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm a supernatural <laughs> monster killer. Like, I'm the masculine Superman. Like, like the supernaturally masculine Superman. Yeah. Like, you just go, oh, fuck, and that's it. That's acting. That's yes. It. That's <laughs> it. It, it's uh, the show Supernatural. You're just a less fuckable Dean. Great. I've, Never watched Supernatural. No, it is a great five-season show. <laughs> I don't know if Dean's my type, but okay. His eyelashes are unstoppable, man. Just look at those, <laughs> the, ooh, those beepers. <laughs> Woo! You set your watch to that jawline. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know what I'm watching next. Oh, uh, cool. It is a great five-season show. Uh, every People seem to think there's more than five seasons. You just don't listen to them. <laughs> no, all right. So, but here's my problem. When you yeah. say that, does that mean I start at season one or does that one, mean I start one at One through two? five. So okay. uh, a writer strike happens in season three or four. I don't remember which one. It's the super short one. You'll notice it. It's fine. And then the show ends in season five. And then people continue to make money. Yeah. Dear <laughs> listeners, what you cannot see is John staring awkwardly in the, in the distance. distance. Yes. And not addressing yeah. the fact that... Uh, so Supernatural actually still has a, like, a really huge fan base. I mean, we were wandering off the topic here. Uh, it has a huge fan base. It continues to make money. It's People really like making it. Like The people involved in the show really enjoy it. Wait, uh, is it still happening? Uh, as far as I know, as of like a year ago, I think it was. Yeah, that God. is not something I keep up with on the CW. Uh, but uh, the seasons one through five tells the story of Dean Winchester as a tragic hero. And then fucking stop. You will know when the show stops because it stops. And then you like whatever Netflix Hulu you're watching it on is going to suggest going to season six and just don't. <laughs> Fair. So, okay. Yeah. This is what the good place had going for them because they told their story. They hit a reasonable end to their story and that's it. And we love the good place and we would love to see more of the good place. But they found a place to end it and they did. And it makes sense. Yeah. Oof. And for anybody who has not watched the finale yet, get some tissues. I mean, that should surprise nobody, right? right. For the, I mean, all of their finales have all kind of had this, but mm -hmm. very emotional. And this one just, I'm not being facetious when I say I watched it and I was a mess for a day. Mm -hmm. Like a solid 24 hours have really had to like think and mm -hmm. like chew shoot through some of this stuff. Sure. So. Woo, man. Yeah, no, definitely teared up a lot during the thing. Um, oh, my pillow was a mess. <laughs> mm -hmm. The only problem I had with the final season of The Good Place is like the last three episodes all ended the series. Yeah, that's true. Like it was like three endings in a row. Yeah, it's like, okay, you've hit this logical conclusion and you've wrapped everything up. And now there's another episode. Okay, that other episode has a logical conclusion. It wraps things up. 
And we have another one? What the fuck is going on? Can we just end the goddamn series? Yeah. Okay. And then by the time you get to the end of the actual end, you're just in tears because it's... Sure. So it, so it tenderizes your brain meat for a while yeah. and then gets you ready for the finale that yep. it wants to show you. Oh, God. It's good. Well, The Good Place was just a phenomenal series. The complete opposite of bad movies. So, yeah. yeah that's true. All right. Oh, uh, Wicker Man with uh, Nick Cage is delightfully... See, these are the movies that I like. <laughs> I like The Wicker Man with Nick Cage. I really enjoy it. Because you get to watch Nick Cage just belt kids in the face and steal their bikes. It's super great. See, this is why you don't say Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat Annihilation... <laughs> I don't think I was, was a real so... bad movie. I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't sober enough to watch that. Yeah. I watched the original Mortal Kombat movie, which I mm-hmm. still defend is probably one of my favorite bad movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably one of my favorite movies in general. Right. Uh, love it. Hi, there's a there's a intern all up in your schniz. Just attacking my butt. What are you doing? Hi. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, struggling to think of a movie that left like a like Tomb Raider. I remember even as a kid like disappointing me. Like, but that's not funny. Like that's just like a like a terrible movie. Yeah. No, that's fair. But I think, you know, I think it makes a difference because as a kid, you can't be like, I don't just want my dollars back. I want my time back. Right. Oh, and, and, and also I think it's worth noting that like if I watch a really, I, I, I recently watched a mediocre movie that if I would have paid for, I, I watched Chloe. It was a, a Amanda Seyfried like thriller, like se- sexy titillating drama. Right. Uh-huh. And like if I would have paid $14 for it, I would have been really pissed off. But I watch it on Netflix. I don't know if, like, the bar is set at the appropriate uh, level. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, I just kind of had dinner, watched a mediocre movie in my living room, and I paid, technically in my brain, nothing for it. I don't know if I have, like, outrage bad movies anymore. Yeah, that's true. Because if yeah. I'm streaming it, then Who cares? I don't get that far. I usually just stop it and be like, nah. Right. I'm going to go right. watch Clone Wars again. <laughs> right, correct. We already talked about season seven of Clone Wars, so we're not going back to that. No, we got like two more weeks, man. Yes. We, we spent a good chunk of last episode talking about it before we started talking about the new ride at Disneyland. And then oh, that sure, was like right. 40 minutes of discussion on that. Nice. Clone Wars is going to be real good. Yeah. 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 Yes. I saw the trailer. It looks exciting. Yeah. Okay. So games. I downloaded and played through amongst multiple people because uh, I am incapable of playing a game straight through on its own by myself. Sure. Uh, so I played Grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people thought that it should be Gris. I'm pretty sure it's Grease. Yeah, G-R-I-S. Uh, yes. Yeah. It is really like watercolory close-up picture of a woman is the, the image that you see. Yeah. There is no voice acting in this game. It is entirely a puzzle platformer. It looks gorgeous. Um, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Yes. And I, I like it because it does some of the stuff that I appreciate. There is no losing it is just a matter of, did you find all the things? Did you mm-hmm. solve all the puzzles? Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it easier for me so I don't get frustrated at not being able to do something. Sure. But the aspect of it, it's very emotional. You start the game yeah. and you you are playing as the main character, or the, the woman that you see. Mm-hmm. And there is you're standing on like a statue of a woman. And all of a sudden you lose your voice, like you're singing the song and you lose your voice and all of a sudden the statue uh, breaks and all the color of the world goes away. Okay. And it really, if I... So there's like like an implied loss, something happens. I have not actually looked this up, so I could be wrong, but I think that it's implying the stages of grief. 
Yeah. And so... Uh, it's Yeah, it's a very... It's only five stages, but... Yeah. Is that the whole stages of grief? Yeah, there's five stages of grief. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yes. Then yes, that's what the entire thing is about. Okay. Uh, you, you find these little star-like things, mm-hmm. and some of them are used in puzzles and ultimately put together a constellation that helps you get from one place to another. Sure. Uh, but as you go through each level, um, it unlocks a color of the world. And so it just slowly oh. starts like changing the colors and changing the things that are happening there. Right, and different colors open up different pathways through the world. Sure. So like different things become visible, and thus you can use them to manipulate the world or you know like jump on something because okay. the platform wasn't able to be seen because you couldn't see blue before right so like your perception of the world is ultimately changed by this event happening and then suddenly you're like or like through hard work through gameplay you're regaining a grasp on the holistic picture of yeah reality like that's that's grief that works for me yeah that that, that is a puzzle platformer um, message um, yeah if you're not going through grief right you can still enjoy this game it's still right. beautiful music it's still beautifully artistry it's yeah, yeah. it's fun puzzles it's not a very long game you can go through it in about like four hours sure. uh, i th- i know some people can go through it faster i'm not that fast mm-hmm. so <laughs> i would say about good four hours uh, but it's beautiful i super i i saw it at pax a couple of years ago i remember yep. looking at the booth being like this is really pretty yep. and i kind of forgot to follow up with it afterwards mm-hmm. i felt kind of bad about that um and so when i saw it online in the subscription service and i was like oh yeah that's right so you know stuck it on and i was like no oh, this is real good mm-hmm. so anyways played through that loved it yeah i only played through like the last couple stages and by the time i was playing through acceptance i was already like emotionally invested and just like, sure oh my god i feel this game yep no it looked really great yeah uh, so I highly recommend that. And with my usual, this is not a work plug, but yeah. it is a work plug. Uh, it is available on Game Pass for PC. Yeah, uh, I actually know when games are coming out on Game Pass for PC. Because I see uh, people on my Twitch following list starting to play them. <laughs> I saw people playing Grease. Yeah. Like, I was like, I knew those guys were playing that game. But like now this person is playing it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hear about this on Game Pass later. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. 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 I'm not plugging it as, like, go play it. I'm just saying it's available there. So yeah. if you want to play it, like, that's, you know, go get it. So I've been uh, actually kind of communally playing Darkest Dungeon with some friends. Uh, you play so many dark games. I know, it's fucking Dark scoping. Souls, Darkest <laughs> Dungeon. Dark, uh, Dead Cells. Yeah. Dead oh, Cells. Dead. With the, the dark Cells, as I call it. <laughs> uh uh, no, so uh, Darkest Dungeon has been out for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely one of my favorites from PAX in previous years. Uh, has a couple of DLCs out now. My RPG uh, nerd group uh, has recently jumped into it. Uh, and what we're doing, actually, is playing this very single-player game uh, kind of communally uh, by using Discord. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Discord streaming at all. No, I, I've not... Use their streaming. Uh, so it's not like Mixer and it's not like Twitch where you uh, stream to the public. It's just you streaming to your friends. So sure. much yeah. like much like their voice channels that you opt in, you can stream your game to one of these voice channels and uh, Discord will stream a game to your friends with basically no delay. It's very nice. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, Mixer does virtually the same thing with their FTL streaming. So. Okay, perfect. So... I really appreciated the fact that, like, as I'm progressing through Darkest Dungeon, 
this uh, RPG about um, grinding a stable of heroes towards being able to, you know, tackle this Lovecraftian impossible dungeon. Uh, my other buddies have been able to, like, say into Discord, into chat, hey, I'm about to take on this boss on the hardest difficulty, and they'll jump on and stream the game, and then I've been able to watch them. And then, you know, of course, the voice chat comes with it and whatnot. Sure. So yeah, Darkest Dungeon is totally a budget title now with all the DLC. If you like turn-based RPGs that have a lot of the consequential decision points that I like out of my roguelike kind of games, uh, without the negative roguelike start over from scratch kind of shit, like it's a roguelite for sure. Sure. It's a really good game. If you like turn-based RPGs, it's really fun and really a thinker and it's been so polished over the years it's really easy to enjoy yeah i think i bought it like a year and a half ago and still haven't played it it's super good it was uh, on my watch list on steam and then it was on sale and i was super like i'm sale, gonna buy yeah. it yeah and then i never played it uh i mean when you do play it and this may prevent people from playing it like get ready to put like two confusing hours in to like learn how the game works and then if you do want um there's difficulty levels in the game they have since the game first came out come out with an easy mode and easy mode doesn't make the game easier. It just makes it less of a grind. Like, it will give you more resources every time that you interact with the game. Ah, sure. So, I'm definitely playing it on easy so I can see the whole game. Uh, get ready for a 25-hour long game on easy. Okay. And it's longer on normal. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's a serious investment. But being able to play it with some buddies that are sharing strategies and tips on certain bosses. And the game definitely requires you to learn that shit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's another similar game that I was watching because we kept getting emails about it and that is now actually on Game Pass, come to think of it. It was originally like a Switch game, I think, and then has eventually been ported to other systems uh, called Vambrus. Yeah, Cold, Cold, Soul? Cold Soul or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Cold Something. Yeah, I remember seeing that game and uh, it, it pretty upfront says, hey, this is a Darkest Dungeon game, but yeah. it has story to it and do you like, like souls like named characters that have storylines that you get to meet and talk to and stuff where dark soul uh, dark souls uh, darkest dungeon does not do that at all yeah okay uh, and and cold soul definitely is like darkest dungeon with some you know anime girls in it you know whatever you gotta do no you don't gotta do that i don't know if i got anime but yeah, okay. yeah there's, some, there's some there's some boob armor in there yeah all right yeah whatever you gotta do it seemed a little bit less mm, dark. <laughs> yeah, no, it is definitely more uh, get to know these characters and explore their stories and stuff as opposed to uh, any one of your heroes can die on any mission. Heart attack mechanics. Your characters can have heart attacks in Dark Souls. Dark Souls, goddammit. Darkest Dungeon. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Existence is meaningless. Uh, correct. <laughs> Nihilism plus. Is the intern giving you sass? She is. Uh, it's not actually the claws. That's not it's the really toofs. The problem. Oh yeah, it's, it's the toofs. Yep, man. Oh, they're love bites. Thank you very much. Oh, geez. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing the shit out of Darkest Dungeon uh, and some other stuff, but mostly Darkest Dungeon. Uh, I recently have played through a couple things. Well, I played through not for broadcast, which I saw on Steam as like a featured game, but I don't actually know what it is. It is a... I, too, enjoyed Papers, Please. It's very Papers, Please feeling. It's mm -hmm. a newsroom sim in an alternate dystopian 1980s. Okay. It's also very British, so a lot of the humor is going to follow along those lines. So you are the person running the broadcast booth mm -hmm. at a news station, 
and basically making decisions as to what gets on the air and trying to make sure you do things like censor when people swear. Sure. Um, wow. But generally, there's like four cameras you're going to choose from. You have to keep switching between cameras to get the right angle to keep your audience up because you want to keep your audience engaged. Right. Then it has like real-time Nielsen ratings. <laughs> sure. Nash. Because, you know, the game needs video, something. Video games, right? yes. yes. So yeah, it's like choosing which camera to look at and making sure you go to commercials at the right time. And it turns out like what commercials you choose are important because this is all very propaganda based. Right. So the idea is that a, an election has happened. One of the news stories anyway is that an election has happened and a new governing party has taken power. Okay. And so that's like the underlying theme and they are aggressively socialist. Yes. The left can be fascist as well. It's exactly, it's like actually seizing assets from the rich to redistribute them. Like everything that (laughs) the uh, conservatives would like to make you believe about socialism. Yes, correct. So there's the whole newsroom story that's going on and like how you cover them, how you portray them in the news, what ads you run will affect things. There's an ad for a toy that if you run it becomes very popular during Christmas and then hurts children okay. when they malfunction. Oh, great. And then you have your like your company has to issue uh, an apology because if you hadn't promoted it, it right. wouldn't be as popular. In between all of that is like a choose your own adventure thing that's going on where you like make decisions about what happens in your life. Right. That was one of the most compelling parts about paper papers, please. Is the moments in between the action segments were brief but potent. Like you got to see the or be told the consequences of your actions. Yeah, these are less brief. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because these will... The story through three broadcasts spans over three or four months, I think. Sure. Okay. Uh, so you only play like... You play day one when you get brought in mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, the normal guy's out. We need you to take over. And you get your tutorial on how to run a broadcast mm-hmm. and learn the ropes, basically. And then the next day it's like, Oh yeah, the new party's taken over. Your spouse's sibling shows up and needs your passport to get out of the country. Right. Because their passport has been seized because they have too many assets. Right. And, you know, the government wants to stop rich people from leaving. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) So your whole first decision is whether or not you do this passport thing, which involves long conversation trees with sibling, with your spouse. Wow. Okay. And, like, how that all plays out. So it's not just an abstracted conversation tree. Like, there's actually, like, back and forth. Yeah, there's a whole, like, back and forth thing. Like, do you go get the passport? If you get the passport and your spouse wakes up because this is in the middle of the night. Yeah. uh, Do you tell them what's going on? Do you hide it from them? Huh. Cool. Yeah. And then it just follows that thread and there's consequences to your choices. Sure. The amount of consequences that happen in this game are great. And that's this is chapter one. Oh, really? Is what's on Early Access right now. Okay. They're making it a three-act game. So the revolution starts in chapter two. So it sounds like the comparison to Papers, Please is intentional and accurate and it's great. Yes. Yeah. But it sounds like they're exploring a different space within that storytelling mechanic. Like, let's really dig into the in-between and well, like show the context. Real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in just chapter one, you start getting into some of the ideas of how you can influence the public. Starting with your second broadcast, you get a thing called headlines, which is a choice between two images to show while they're going over the headlines for the day. Sure. And those images are going to impact how stories play out. 
Sure. Do you show people as cruel and angry, or do you show them as jovial? Mm-hmm. There's one talking about like a woman who's running a particular company, and do you show her like graduation photo with her in her robes and her cap, or do you show like a photo of her playing pool at a bar? Right. And that that in real time, as you're making that decision, weaves how the story is being spun on the news channel. Cool. That sounds really great. So um, there's actually one where I was like, they're talking about like this guy who won this award and he's been seen out at the clubs and you either show him leaving with a, you know, like a woman on his arm. Yeah. uh, Or you show him projectile vomiting outside. Oh. Uh, And if you do the latter, like I did, like the guy who's doing the announcing is like, and judging by the angle of that, uh, (laughs) like, seems like he was overindulging just a little too much. Sure. Uh, And then... The next segment I do, this dude's in rehab. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's, uh, I, I cannot wait to see, like, more chapters come out and see how this plays out over time. Seems really ambitious. Yeah. Sounds fun. I mean, that's the stuff that I found particularly compelling about Papers, Please. The larger context. Yeah, they and just. The oh shit moments. They just start introducing the revolution to overthrow the government, like, at the end. Gotcha. And the trailer for episode two looks intense. Does cool. it have a date when it's coming out? No, they didn't have anything like that. I mean, this thing is essentially still just early access for chapter one. Right. So. Show me a game. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing more of that. Nice. So a work thing that I'm doing, which is fun and terrible at the same time. So the community people for Game Pass, I was telling you guys about this, that they made their own Book of the Month club, only it's like uh, Game of the Month. Uh, So there's the subreddit of Game Pass plays, or Game Pass games, excuse me. Okay. And I've just been watching them play along because I've already played this game, but they're playing A Plague Tale Innocence. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Which, Too Many Rats is Mm -hmm. the game. (laughs) Too Many Rats. Too Too Many many Rats. rats. (laughs) So, I'm watching a community of around 7,000 people play this game. Mm -hmm. And my first thought when I found out that that was the game that they picked that they were going to play this month, and I was like, how do I tell you don't get attached to the dog? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They figured it out real quick. Isn't there a whole website about that? There is actually. There's a website that is Does the Dog Die? Does Does the Dog dog Die, die, yes. Yes. Uh, Which is actually just like an interesting trigger warning website it's yeah. not just about dogs right, it's like right, right. Yeah. a whole slew of uh yeah but is it a spoiler if you're like hey guys i'm just gonna put this link out there for you <laughs> just i i did not say anything because i didn't want to spoil anything but spoil i've already talked about this game in this podcast before so i don't feel like i'm spoiling too much but the dog dies and the dog dies in like five minutes in. sure so it's not so, really a spoiler it, it's not i mean it's a spoiler in like for the first five minutes because right. it's the first character that you're like you can pet the dog in the first five minutes. That's asking for trouble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty like, clear. Uh, yeah. So you here's can, a dog. You're gonna love this dog. You can pet this dog. This dog is great. Five minutes in, it's gonna follow into a burrow and it's gonna get eaten alive by rats. Mm, I don't know if it fell in <laughs> so much as it was Dragged. pulled in yeah. against its will. So those are scary rats, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whole game, all the rats, all of them. So many rats. So many rats. <laughs> yes. So I have been reading all of the discussions of the Game Pass community playing Game Pass games. And I'm like, oh, 
So many rats. <laughs> uh, has there, have there been any uh, particularly potent like moments of like a bunch of people realizing a thing at once? Like obviously, Innocence has like a couple of gut punches. I'm sure. Uh, well, I mean the the biggest things obviously dog dies. Yeah. Chapter thirteen has uh, some notable changes for characters. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too sure. too deep into granular into that because that does get a little bit spoilery for mm-hmm. some folks, but. Um, has it been satisfying to see, like... Oh, it's been really satisfying to watch people play through this. Because, like I said, I've already played the game. So right. uh, it's it's interesting to watch them go through this journey of, oh my god, so many rats. Oh my god, the dog. So many rats. Wait, what should I invest my talent tree and my points <laughs> into? All of the rats! Sure. <laughs> I was like, yep, nope, that is accurate. That is exactly how we played that game. Sure. And also, Mr. Stein, I'm still pissed at you for not warning me about the dog. So... I recently watched John Wick. I'm glad I had a spoiler. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I have not watched any of those movies, and I probably should at some point. They are good. Uh, Isn't it coming out the same day as The Matrix? Isn't it the next John Wick movie so, coming out as a double feature with... Are you serious? Oh, man. That would be with so Matrix much fun. Yeah. I two? Thought... Definitely two. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the new. It's the sequel to The Matrix. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're coming out as a double feature. Oh, my God. I'm going to look that up afterwards. I hope it's true. Yeah. Also, watch John Wick. Do not expect the same movie between 1, 2, and 3. They are not the same movie. They're totally different. John Wick 1 is so much fun, and John Wick 3 is a music video. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Wait, did Spike Lee produce the whole thing? It's so many... <laughs> or direct. So many cyans and magentas and nonsense fights, and then the first one's very grounded. It's, nice. it's good. Uh, speaking of fights... I uh, got an email... Uh, just the other day from Steam saying that I was allowed to oh, yeah. download a, not even a trial, like I was just allowed to play like Street Fighter Five for like the next seven days or something. Nice. Because they wanted to try and get people to play in order to purchase it as well as Championship Edition when it comes out real soon. And I think the last Street Fighter I played was... Championship? Two? Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, I think I played the, the second, the no, the newer one of two with the, the new Warriors. Okay. Because they wouldn't stop making Street Fighter 2. Right. <laughs> it just kept coming out. Because they introduced like four new characters. Like Cammy was one of them. Yeah. And like some Bruce Lee guy. Uh, the, the, the Street Fighter 2, the Turboist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> I logged in and played that. Or, you know, I downloaded it. I played it on stream last night. It's got some cool features. Okay. Like the ability to go back and... Play Street Fighter. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Street Fighter, there's a arcade thing where you choose which arcade game you want to play and it kind of tries to like take the characters from 5 and emulate the game you wanted to play. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So Street Fighter, you play against four... You play four rounds... And your final round is against uh, Sagat. Sure, yeah. Right. Uh, you get, like, a number of characters to choose from, some of which who were not part of the original game. Sure. That, but I just ended up playing Ryu the whole time. Mm. Um, and then I played through Street Fighter 2, was very disappointed to find that I need to earn enough fight bucks to purchase Guile to unlock him to play it through. And I was like, no. Oh. Fight bucks? Fight yeah, bucks. Yeah, you... You gain fight bucks. They're literally Ooh, just that FB. That is the most American phrase I've ever bucks. heard in my also, life. Also, my brain immediately said, bite fucks. <laughs> <laughs> B- 
Yeah, so you you have to earn these, and then every so often, when you get enough of them, you can unlock new characters. Sure. Or you can purchase those characters and, like, outfits for them uh, for real money. Yep. Uh, Street Fighter better. has gone over the fucking top with outfits. For characters, Good. costumes. Good if you're gonna everywhere. If you're gonna have like premium costumes, offer ridiculous selections. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's just tons of selection on uh, apparently like over a hundred different costumes for the thirty something fighters. Nice. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I played through a couple of those, and those were fun. I played like Street Fighter, and I played Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. which was as expected, including having a barrel punching mini game in it. Nice. Uh, didn't have the car. Sure. Disappointed about not having a car, but barrel punching was in there, so... And you have to compete against the CPU. Sure. It was odd. And that was fine. I definitely had a couple where I had to continue. Yeah. Like, the Sagat beat me once, and I think I had to play against Bison a couple times. Sure. Then I played the story mode, which was weird, because it's, like, single match kind of thing, and you only play, like, three or four things, and then you get, like, the ending for the character. Sure. And there's, like, a series of characters to choose from. But once I started playing, like, actual... There's, like, a survival mode in it. There's all sorts of different types of versus things. Yeah. Without actually playing against live people, because, dear God, did I not want to go out there yet. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, the CPU was just kicking my ass. Well, and Street Fighter V has a really big... Fan base. Oh, yes. Like, there yeah. are some serious people playing that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're real dedicated to the most minuscule parts of the mechanics. Oh, yeah. Uh, they would just destroy me in yeah. seconds. Right. I wouldn't get a hit in. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. I have played approximately 20 minutes of actual Smash Brothers Melee with people that knew what they were doing, and I'd never want to do it again. <laughs> so, yes. No, I, I, I would avoid that as well. I prefer button mashing, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I basically stuck to Ryu because I knew how to use his moves and yeah. there were other yep. characters. I was like, I kind of... I had to keep going to the pause menu and being like, what are their super abilities? Right. Like, look up their commands. How does Freddy Krueger tear someone's head uh, off? Yeah, that's yeah, a different that's, game. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, I'm, we're moving into yet another game franchise, so I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying... Cool looking, but holy shit, uh, am I not a fighting game player like I used to be? Oh, right. It was... Yeah. I don't know if I even was used to be. I think that, that may have been... Uh, when Street Fighter Two was like an arcade cabinet, I would welcome people throwing their quarters up on that thing. Sure. But uh, yeah, no, these not days anymore. I would just get no. destroyed. Well, that and... I think that the connectivity of uh, gaming hobbyists in the fighting scene has uh, prevented the local dude from, that is the best in the area, who is actually a scrub in the larger scheme of things, yeah. from dominating. Like, I was definitely the best, for example, Smash Brothers Melee player in my community college. Yay! I was the guy to beat. I can't play Smash Brothers Melee. I can't. I am... I am C minus at best. <laughs> I yeah. played with someone who knew what they were doing and did their homework, and I could not play the game. They they opened up a secret menu, put in some cheat codes, and they were playing something <laughs> else. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. So I, I think fighting games now are just different than they used to be. Yeah, my, my left thumb is still a little sore from the, the stick. Uh, because, of course, anybody who's playing for real has a fucking fight pad. Oh, right. Right, yeah. like, uh, I'm just using an Xbox controller. <laughs> right. No, there there is a responsiveness to using a pad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that is that is not me. No. And uh, I am I am barely even able to 
handle my own. I don't even know who the fuck half of these characters are. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm go back to my Dragon Age playthrough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Booting that back up again. Gonna play that whole series. Yeah. I need some comfort food. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, speaking of comfort food, dug out my Switch and charged it and started playing it. And it had been long enough since I last played or last booted up my Switch, that uh, the Super Nintendo games had come out for oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't looked at that. Nice. I'll uh, have to go I started playing check in on some of that. I started playing Yoshi's Island. And I'm like, man, this is comfort food to the max. Like, yeah. I just kept going through, like, World 1, World 2, getting 100 points on each one. I'm like, this is so good. I'm getting nothing out of it except a warm hug. Yeah. Like, seriously. Huh. Every time I turn on my Switch, the two games that I play are either... Uh, Dream Daddy, or uh, Baba is You. Yeah, and Baba is You is no one's friend. <laughs> nope. Nope, that's just a brutal game. I love that game. No, it's a great game. But it just serves to remind me how dumb I am. Actually, uh, my speaking of the Switch, my uh, dad just bought a Switch. Oh. And he got Breath of the Wild at my best. Yeah. And he's loving it. Oh, yeah. He's a 60-year-old gamer loading up a Zelda game that is... Uh, he... Bought a Nintendo back in 88, because I think 88 is when The Legend of Zelda came out. No, it came out earlier than that. Earlier than that? That's 87? It wasn't 86. I think it was a year after Mario. I might be just wrong on that. Yeah, I think it's earlier than that. Okay. Anyway, my dad bought a Nintendo to play Zelda. Like, he played Zelda at Sears on a demo machine. Like, what a great game to demo. It was fucking Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. And now he's playing Breath of the Wild, and he's loving it. He actually... Says the thing everyone says. It's like, this is like the original Zelda. It feels like anything could happen. And I started playing Breath of the Wild a little bit because he kept talking about it. And it was super fun. Like, I really love that game. I've It's been long enough. It's been over a year since I beat it. So I, like, haven't touched it for a while. Uh, but, man, that game rules. It is really good. Uh, I went back and tried to play a little bit of it uh, a while back because I hadn't played in quite some time. And I had bought the DLCs and hadn't played them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I meant to play them like over a holiday and then holidays happened and yeah, I just yeah. didn't end up getting played. Uh, and then, so I started into the, like the weird trials dungeon thing, the, the master trials. Yeah, serious stuff. Uh, yeah. Cause I don't know what the fuck. I, I didn't even remember how the controls worked. Right. Like I, I'm like, I dodged somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that didn't go super well. <laughs> it took me a while to adjust from, like, me playing Dark Souls and those controls going back into Z-targeting for some reason. Fucking Zelda works <laughs> one way. And I had to learn how to dodge again. I Jesus. came out in 1986, by the okay. way. Okay, The Excellent. animated series, uh, 89. Okay. Nice. Excuse yeah. me, princess. Uh, uh, damn it, I want to say I'm so hungry I could eat a Noctorok, but that is not the animated series. <laughs> Uh, no, that was the uh, Philips CDI. Philips CDI. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, for for example, I booted up Breath of the Wild with my dad, like on my save game. He was just like, hey, show me what this game looks like later on. And I hadn't gone to like the Shrine of Wisdom in my game the with the dragon wrapped around the Sure, mountain. sure, yeah, yeah. And that was like the first thing I stumbled upon. And it was just immediately like, oh, this game is full of magic. Like there's just so much to do in this game. It was really fun. It was really great. Yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, chances are people that like it have gotten sick of it and go back to it. It's good. Yeah. It's like Skyrim. Just go back to it. There's more to discover. Yeah. It's actually just like Skyrim in that if you follow the major plot line, 
you'll be done with it <laughs> in yeah, like and that's 10 what hours. I, that's but... what I did. I played it for like 40 hours or something, got the story over with pretty quickly, and then tried to play it beyond beating Ganon and just kept getting fucking Korok seeds. And I was like, I don't give a shit about these fucking guys. And then I stopped. And then now I'm going back and, like, going for the big stuff. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you can't not get Korok seeds. Like, every five feet is a fucking Korok seed. It's ridiculous. It's like, what is this? Oh, it's another pat on the head? God damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a pat on the head at the end that lands you with a golden turd. Yes. 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 And unfortunately, we're not all, like, you know, Spangler. We don't all have golden turds regularly, so. <sighs> Sometimes they feel like they're made out of precious metals. Because <laughs> you just don't want to get rid of them? Because they hurt. <laughs> and I'm wrapping this up. That is the death knell wow. of this podcast. Wow. So yeah. you, thank you. You set it up and I fucking pooped so it out. I don't know what to tell you. For joining us on the Dorcadia podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can catch us at Dorcadia.com, at Dorcadia on most social medias, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and Mixer. We would like a rating five out of five what's. You can't have five golden turds, you only get one. No, I know. Do you know? Do you really know? Yeah. Me too. I'm the poop guy. I know. I was going to say five out of five ninja vengeances. <laughs> five out of five Joes. Five out of five R&Ds. Stages of grief. Oh. oh okay. No. Okay, All right. That's it. We're that's done. It. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>